Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Flip a Coin Podcast. <clears throat> Sorry, eating an apple right now. No, well, was eating an apple before I started this. I uh, just want to uh, first um, apologize for not showing up last week. Uh, just um, just started classes again for my uh, master's or MBA program, so took a week off just to dive in on some homework. Some a lot of homework that I had. And um, yeah, back in the groove of things, so I'm ready to go. All right. So with that being said, uh, first thing, uh, just a topic of the day. Let's, we're gonna talk about the draft. Uh, the draft coming up uh, next Thursday on 29th. Um, have a uh, maybe try to do a draft party. Um, and then also uh, just you know, obviously the NBA chalk talk, and then. Um, I wanted to dig deep into uh, Westbrook and Curry. Um, talk about them from a historical um, perspective and um, confirm to other people who, who who have done what they've done um, this season in the stretch um, at their age. Um, so um, let's just get this started with the with the mock draft. And um, obviously, first team on the list um, it's going to be the Jaguars. Um, Urban Meyer, new head coach, new GM. Um, they're starting off things, uh, you know, right, I would assume. Uh, everybody wants to talk about Trevor Lawrence being the best quarterback in this draft, being the best player in this draft. And personally, I just, uh, I mean, I really don't like, as quote-unquote, um, hating on people. I don't like doing that publicly. This is Kyrie Irving. Uh, but, I mean, for the most part, I, don't, I really respect a lot of players for what they do. I respect people in general for what they do. Uh, their career, their um, their jobs, their you know whatever they're doing in life, I, I respect it. Um, but Trevor Lawrence has been worrying me this whole time. Um, ever since he's been in college, he he worries me. He's a great quarterback. I like I like I said that a million times. He's a great quarterback. However, he is not the best quarterback in this draft. Like he just isn't compared comparatively to other quarterbacks in the draft. I just don't. I just I guess I guess coming this coming off the season he's had he had. It wasn't a great season. Um, it wasn't his best season by far. And um, coming off the season he had, I just don't understand how he still is the consistent number one pick. I just don't. I, I just really don't understand. Um, yeah, yeah, he had a great year. Um, you know, threw for over three thousand yards. He had a, I think, like one to five interception ratio, or five to one interception ratio. Um, so he had a, I mean, he had a pretty solid year. But this year does not compare to the year that Justin Fields had or the career that Justin Fields had. Um, I mean, this guy, I mean, granted, they played in less games this year. But granted, I mean, but you got to you got to talk about that loss to Ohio State, how Justin Fields pretty much comparatively to Trevor Lawrence destroyed Justin. I mean, just destroyed um, Clemson that game. They literally, you know, dismantled them. Um, it was it was it was one of the best games Justin Fields had played or has has played uh, so far in his Ohio State uh, or, or in his Ohio State era. And when I'm just looking at the film, you know, when I'm watching the games live, and then when I'm breaking down their pro days, pro day wise, Trevor Lawrence had a way better pro day than than Justin Fields. But I think it's just because Trevor Lawrence is a better uh, thrower, if that makes sense. He's not a better quarterback, in my opinion, but he's a better passer. I guess that's a better word to say. Um, he has all the tools, all the gifts to pass the ball. 
He just doesn't have what it takes, in my opinion, to lead a franchise like the Jaguars. You get Justin Fields in this position. You get Justin Fields in the uh, on the Jaguars. He's leading this team eventually to the Super Bowl. Whatever team Justin Fields goes to, he he'll lead to he'll lead them to to some success, playoff success, Super Bowl success. I I can envision that. I don't envision that with Trevor Lawrence at all. Um, it's just because of his moxie and and his and his leadership ability, things that I don't view as a guy I would want to lead my franchise, but. Everyone's different. Um, Trevor Lawrence is gonna is gonna be good, um, but um, I mean, the question of his commitment is was 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 answered with that article he had on with ESPN. And the language that he had in the article was just was just different, and it was just of him of of uncertainty of just uh, uh, and I don't I hate to use this word when we're talking about athletes, but of complacency. Like those type of words were were. I illustrated his viewpoint of what he has. He's like, uh, if I if football doesn't go, I, 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 I it's not the end of my world. And obviously, it's not the end of anybody's world. No one is saying that. But at the end of the day, you want a guy who's dedicated, who's who's motivated, who's committed to one goal, envisions that winning a championship. You know, envisions leading a locker room. And I don't know if Trevor Lawrence can do that. So. That being said, Jaguars are going to draft him. I mean, that's just the consensus, public consensus. Uh, I think Ibram Meyer has said that, not publicly, but he's uh, he's 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 won at that. Ibram um, Meyer scouted Trevor Lawrence uh, coming out of high school when he was at Ohio State. So just just too many things that um, Trevor Lawrence has going for him to not be the number one pick. It's just I I would I would I would question it. And the number two pick. It's going to be Zach Wilson uh, for the Jets. That's my thinking. Um, I think that they're going to draft them. Um, they've been uh, telegraphing this pick for the past, I think, like three, four weeks now. And it's just something that's going to happen. Uh, I, I, I like Zach Wilson. You know, the, the more I'm reading up on him, the more I'm, the more he's growing on me. Like, you know, I just thought he was just some rich white kid who, you know, played the corporate position. And he was going to be like a Johnny Manziel type of guy. You know, he would, he, he, he had a great college season and he would just be trashing the NFL but the, the more I read on the guy the, the guy's a really humble person he's a really great guy um, from the uh, interviews I've seen of him from the articles I've read of him the, the dude used to ride DoorDash and keep in mind this guy comes from money well I thought he did at least but he comes from money I'm pretty sure he comes from money even then he's he this dude drove 8 hours to train with the, with, with the QB train he, he's done all the things that you would want as a as a guy who is dedicated to being great, and those are things that I I can see as a as a, as as a franchise leading quarterback. I know before in the past I was like uh, I'm not really sure on the guy, but the more I read in on him, the more I saw I I, I uh, read about who he was, the more I'm 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 becoming a fan, you know, I'm becoming a fan of the guy, you know, the more I'm rooting for this guy. And uh, number three pick, uh, I think Justin Fields is going to be the guy. Um, this is a tough pick because John Lynch, I guess, knows who they want. It was just out today. This is a recorded on Thursday, uh, April twenty second. Um, but John Lynch came out saying that they know who he wanted, but I really don't understand who um, they're gonna get. Um, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. I think they're gonna go, go with Fields just because Fields is a guy who's ready to play now. Um, however, if they go with Trey Lance, I don't see them getting rid of Jimmy G, and I don't see Jimmy G. Um, like, not 
wanting to be there. I mean, I mean, wanting to be there. So this, if they get Trey Lance, it's gonna be a sticky situation. If they get any quarterback, it's gonna be a sticky situation for Jimmy G, because Jimmy G knows his time's up. I, I think it's gonna be. I think they're trying to do something similar to the Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes situation, where Alex Smith, where uh, Patrick Mahomes was drafted by Alex Smith. And then Mahomes um, took over the following year, um, sent behind Alex Smith for a year, and then took over the following year. So I could see that happening um, in that uh, position. Um, but I really don't understand um, Nat Jackson Fields here. He's, the, he's literally the BPA um, at this point and the best quarterback available. Uh, number four in the list, we, we have the um, Falcons. So the Falcons are going to draft. And the Falcons need to have a lot of needs. Um, Oh, listen, I think they can really contribute. I mean, can really do well with with, with, with drafting a quarterback here. Um, if Trey Lance, if Justin Fields, if, if the Niners draft Justin Fields, I mean, sorry, if the Niners draft Trey Lance, I don't see the Falcons not drafting Fields. And here's why. Matt Ryan is 35, I think, 35, 36. Um, he doesn't have a lot of years left on him. Um, as an elite quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback, in my opinion. But he's not an elite quarterback at all. Um, last year, they didn't do too well. Obviously, they got the number four pick overall. And they have a new coach. They're, the the Matt Ryan window is, is, is running out. And why not just, just start a new window right now? If you go deeper into the Falcons situation... And you look at Matt Ryan's contract. He signed a five-year deal worth $150 million. I want to say it was in 2006 or, or 18. Um, so he still has uh, three years left on his deal. Um, like, so it, so just looking at the overall overall dead cap, um, it, it wouldn't be until next offseason. So this would be a perfect time to draft a quarterback, right? The dead cap in, 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 in 2022 is going to be... Forty million dollars. That's a dead cat, uh, dead dead cat hip for um the uh, Falcons with Matt Ryan situation. So this is a perfect situation to draft a quarterback to draft his, draft his successor and start planning a pl- planning a a life without Matt Ryan. You know he's only thirty eight at the end of his contract, and I mean by then you should want to get rid of him. By then he should be retired. I don't think anyone's gonna. I don't think anyone. He's not. He's not athletic enough to play quarterback. Keep on playing quarterback. So, um, with that being said, um, I don't see why the Falcons wouldn't draft the quarterback here, um, other than the mere fact that they want to win now and they go with a guy like Kyle Pitts. Um, that's what everybody is saying they should go with. But if Justin Fields or even if Trey Lunch is on the board, you got to take one of those guys. Your time is running out. You got a 35 year old quarterback. You got to start playing for the future. Why not draft a quarterback? Why not draft a great quarterback? You know, and, 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 and I'm not a fan of Trey Lance. I, I, I really can't get on board with him just because I've only seen his his freshman year. And, and, and yeah, he has huge, huge potential. But, I mean, potential only gets you so far. So, um, can Trey Lance be a superstar in this league? Yeah, but any guy in this draft can be a superstar in this league. So, you just got to, I mean, you just got to roll with the punches if you're the Falcons. Um, but if, if Justin Fields on the board, you gotta get Fields. Um, number five, um, the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals really need offensive line, and this is just an easy pick for me. Um, uh, Penny Sowell, uh, out of Oregon, definitely he's the 
top O line in the uh, in the draft. So I don't see why the Fal- why the Bengals won't draft this guy, um, just because of what the Bengals need and how Joe Burrow uh, season ended last year. Um, so that's an easy pick. Um, and then number six, we got the um, we got the um, I think the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins traded up to the Falcons to get this pick. So Dolphins traded up to get the pick from the Falcons. Um, and I don't know who the Dolphins are going to draft. They have a lot of needs um, as far as offensively. Not a lot, but just I think they need more skills positions, you know, more plays in the skill position role. And they, they, they need a reliable receiver. Uh, Devontae Parker is great, but I don't know if he's a true number one. Um, so with that being said, um, I like a Jamar Chase here. Uh, I really do. I think Jamar Chase is a, is the number one receiver in the draft easily, hands down. Um, like he's ahead of everybody in this draft. And I think, um, the Dolphins should, should for sure draft him. Um, sorry, excuse me. But yeah, the Dolphins should draft Jamar Chase. Uh, this, this is a make it or break a year for two or two. I mean, you, you pass up on Herbert. Herbert has a career, has a, has a, a historical year. I mean, at, at at this point, you just you just gotta pray that Tua does good if you're the Dolphins. You just got to, right? And it's just um, you're just hoping now. You're just hoping. Excuse me, sorry. But yeah, you're just hoping um, that the um, Tua does well. And honestly, I don't know if he will do well, um, just because of. Um, Sorry, just because of his injuries. I really don't know about his injuries. And I'm not a huge fan of two. I wasn't a huge fan of two either, you know, coming out of college. So, um, it is what it is. But uh, next on the board, we got the Lions. Um, Lions. Um, Lions. I don't know. Uh, Lions need a lot of help. <laughs> I mean, they need every position. Um, every position but a tight end. They got Hawkinson. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe we, we could see uh, Devontae Smith go here because they need a receiver. I mean, after um, they lost uh, Marvin Jones. Um, so, they need a guy who, 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 who can play off of. And, and, and Galladay. So, they, they need a guy who can, who, who, who can, who Goff can throw the ball to. Goff is going to be the quarterback. So, um, Devontae Smith, I can see going here. Uh, I think it's really early for Devonta Smith, so maybe you can see the 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 Lions trade out of this position because they know that they can get a receiver later on in the draft. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just um, you got to think um, if you're the Lions GM. I mean, you need a lot. Like you really do need a lot, and. It, it it just really sucks because the players I'm sorry, not the players, but the, the, the people that you that you need, they aren't ahead. They are are they're they're not available. Uh because I mean they could they could easily need a guy like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, um, Justin Fields. They 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 need to draft a quarterback like that. Because uh, golf is not the guy, um, but with that being said, I I could easily see them trade out of this position. Um, 
I don't see... There's a lot of mocks saying Justin Fields will, is going to fall to this pick. I don't see that. I don't. I just don't. Um, so, with that being said, I can see them taking Mac... I'm sorry, Devontae Smith here. Um, but you might see them take Waddle. So, depending on which receiver they like better, um, it could be off the board uh, quicker. Um, and then, then we got the number eight pick, which is the Panthers. Um, I really like the Panthers... Um, pick right here just because they have a lot of choices here. Um, Rashawn Slater uh, is, a, is in a lot of mocks. Uh, office lineman senior uh, out of the Northwestern. Um, I think they they should go with um, office alignment as well. Um, Rashawn Slater would be a good pick for them just because um, just get some better um, blocking and, and, and start using more of a of a, of a, of a, of a Run block scheme, and then also uh, Sam Donald needs, needs time to pass if they're going to use Sam Donald, and also Bridgewater as well does too. None of those guys can run. Uh, none of the guys can throw and run. They like they like to have time in the pocket. So um, that pick, I think they uh, they they could get the um, Rashawn Slater. Uh, number nine, um, the Broncos need defensive help, and it's either J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan the second. Whatever one they like better is the one that they're going to they're they're going to go for. Um, now you could see the Lions take one of those guys, uh, so so don't be surprised if the Lions take one of those guys because Lions love drafting defense um, in the first round. Um, but um, J. C. Horn out of South Carolina is gonna be a is gonna be a dog, but also Patrick Sertain um, is gonna be a, a a pro like his dad, all pro like his dad. So I mean this, I mean either or, I mean it, it just depends on what scheme they're running. I think Patrick Sertain does have the Chris Harris type of uh, feel to him. J.C. Horn is a little bit more physical just because he's not as fast as certain. Uh, so J.C. Horn could go off the board right here. Uh, but it depends what you want. I mean, if you want a prototypical cornerback um, in this era, I would say certain. If you want an old school guy who's going to, you know, be like Richard Sherman, which a lot of people have compared J.C. Horn to, um, you're going to want a guy to get, you're, you're going to want to get Horn. Um, and then uh, number 10, uh, I believe it's the, um, it's the, um, um, the Dallas, uh, yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys are picking number 10, uh, so 10 number, we got the 10, um, number, uh, number 10 pick, and they need defensive help as well, so I think it's gonna be a flip-flop, whoever doesn't draft who is gonna be taken off the board, so if the Broncos get J.C. Horn, the Cowboys are gonna get Patrick Sertan, and vice versa, um, so with that being said, draft is coming up, uh, we got, Six, seven, seven days left until the draft comes up. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Um, but also, let's get to the NBA now. Let's, let's, let's get some fun stuff talking. Um, I mean, I know a lot of you guys don't watch the draft anyway. So um, I'm a big football fan, though, so I'll watch the draft. I, I love betting on the props, like who's going to get picked, stuff like that. That's kind of fun. Just put 10 bucks here, win 15 bucks sometimes. All right. Um, but, um... It made chalk talk. So, I mean, we got lots to talk about the NBA. AD comes back tonight against the Mavericks. Um, Knicks are on an eight-game winning streak. Uh, LaBala Ball might come back. He's clear for individual basketball activities. Um, there's a lot of things going on in the NBA. Um, James Harden out indefinitely with a hamstring injury. So, we're not sure what's going to happen with Harden. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with the NBA. So, I just think that we need to... Um, be careful who we pick right now for the championship because it's it's honestly going to be whoever's healthy. 
You know, right now the Clippers are the healthiest team in the West right now, man. Uh, as far as, yeah, they're the healthiest team in the West right now. I don't think they have any injuries right now. Um, obviously, Kawhi and Paul George have been taking breaks. They're not, Paul George isn't, I mean, Kit Kawhi isn't really doing back-to-back games and vice versa with Paul George. But that's that's just, um, as LeBron calls it, uh, what, is it what, what do they call it? Like management or rest management, whatever it's called. Um, so I, I mean, the Clippers are, are, are a quiet team right now, but I can see them easily winning the West. Um, if the Lakers don't get healthy ASAP and the Lakers have to get healthy, they have to, if they don't get healthy. They're not going to win anything. Um, so, uh, with that being said, Clippers have looked really good. They, they beat the Blazers the other night, um, off of a comeback. They were down like five with like five, 50, 50 seconds left and they came back and won. Then they beat the Grizzlies last night after being down by, I think, as much as 17, 18 points. Um, so, I mean, with without Paul George, Kawhi, Rondo, Batum, without those guys. So, I mean, when you get a guy like that, I mean, when you get a team like that who wins games like that, it's going to be tough out. Um, but uh, just off of just a tap, I mean, I'm t- just talking, this is the last thing I'll talk about today. Um Westbrook and um, Curry. Those are the two guys who I want to talk about today. I've been over here for about five minutes. Um, Westbrook has been a guy who I have not liked um, just because of his tendency to be um, too stat-driven. And he and, 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 and I'm never taking that away from him because that, that's his, his downfall, in my opinion. He plays really hard. I love the way he plays. I love his energy. He he gives it 150% every single night on the floor. There's not that many players that do that anymore in the game, but Westbrook is one of them. And he's one of the best players in the game. But when you, to me, are his player of his potential, you should be better than, I think, the record. I think they're like 25 and 38, something like that. They're they're they're, they're pretty bad. I mean, so when, you, when, when you're a guy with his caliber... You should be doing better than what he's doing as far as the team success, right? When you're getting triple doubles, when you're averaging triple doubles, you should be able to uh, succeed better, you know, from a team perspective rather than an individual perspective. And that's not something that's something that Westbrook hasn't done since KD, since since he's had KD, uh, since he hasn't had KD, I guess. So, in my opinion, I think that Westbrook is a guy who who will go down as one of the greats, you know, one of the great guards. Um, top five guard, no, top five, I mean, point guard, no, top 10, you know, maybe he'll be in some people's list, um, you know, top 15, uh, for sure, top 15 guard ever play the league, I play the game, um, when, when, when all said and done, but in my opinion, it's just, he's a guy who plays hard, and he knows he's not going to win a championship, so he does it, does it for the stats, and Man, that that that's okay because he has a purpose, right? There there are people out there who have a job. And, you know, it could, it could be you, right? You're not the best at your job, but you get the job done, right? And you know, you're not gonna win the big awards. You know, you're not gonna be number one in the market, number one in the territory for sales, goals, stuff like that. You know, you're not gonna, you know, you know, you're not gonna get the most views on your podcast, things like that, right? And you know, there are people like that in this world, and they just settle for, you know, what they're best at, right? And and they settle for the individual award, the individual accomplishments, the 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 personal uh things that keep him going, right? And that's okay. Um however, um when it comes to a team environment, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want my team uh I wouldn't want a teammate like that. I wouldn't want 
um, players like that on my roster. And um, I'm sad to say, but I would not want him to be a starting point guard for my team. Um, I love Westbrook. Like I said, I love his game. I love watching him play. Um, but he's no Steph Curry. And Steph Curry is the guy who I'm talking about next. Curry is a guy who I take on any team just because he's a competitor and he knows how to win. Although he's not winning this year a lot, his team is playing really good. They're competitive. They're over 500. Um, well, the tip, you know, they're they're seesaw with 500, I should say. Um, and they're one of the best teams in the uh, I'm in the Pacific Division. This is a really tough division. You got the Suns, the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, the Kings are they they don't suck, but they're not good. So they can beat you on any given night. And we've seen it. So, I mean, in terms of that perspective, Steph Curry is a guy who I want on my team. 40, dropping 40 bombs like it's nothing. Dropping 10 threes a game like he's a freaking cheat code. You know, like he like like he has his custom, what do you call that, AI level up? You know, like in 2K when you when you, when you you increase your AI to like 100, 100 points for uh, three-point shooting. That's what Steph Curry is doing. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this year, Westbrook and Curry are doing similar things for their for their overall career. Um, when it comes to um, just, I think individual number chasing, and then just, I think Curry is just trying to remind people of who he is and what he can do. And although they won't win a lot of games, he he's a competitor. He wants to win. I don't see that. Um, I I shouldn't say I don't see that in Westbrook. I just don't see it as much as I would like it. So with that being said, Flip a Coin Podcast episode's done. Um, I know I talked about Westbrook a lot in the past couple of of, of months, but he's 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 the guy who's 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 caught my eye in, in the in the this season, you know, and what he's doing. He has one hundred and seventy one, I think, one hundred and seventy two, hundred and seventy three triple doubles. He's like ten away from Oscar Robertson for most um, in NBA history, so he's for sure gonna get that. Uh, but um, is that gonna be enough for him? Right? Is is that going to be enough for the fans to see him as a great, you know? Um, and my answer is no, right? He'll be obviously one of the great point guards, but will he be a top 20 player to ever play the game? Will, right? When I go down and list top 20 players that ever play the game, Westbrook won't show up on my list, but Steph will. And that's it, guys. I'm out of here.